Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Orange Cassidy kicked off this week's episode of Dynamite. AEW's The Undertaker. Didn't the internet get the wrong end of the stick with that one this week? Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Dynamite, because it's Thursday morning. When it's Thursday morning, we kind of start doing a weird jig, and we start shadow boxing. And always remember, if you do see somebody shadow boxing in real life and they're not a boxer, they're very weird. What? Let's up those downs. Orange was also taking on Swerve Strickland, given everything that had happened at the Double or Nothing Battle Royal, and the story that ties in to this international title. Because, of course, Orange Cassidy is so injured right now, because he just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting. And eventually, somebody's going to take advantage of this, which meant you watch the whole thing going, well, I think Swerve could win. Look at the piece of fruit. Swerve also had his moguls, so this all seemed very worrying. And I tell you, Orange is just having a banner year, And this Strickland, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I'm pretty sure he's some kind of wrestling genius. Cassidy also did his mind games to begin with, and eventually when Strickland did get back on top, he did it too by putting his hands in his pockets. And I was like, but why would Orange Cassidy care about that? Especially because, as I always tell you, he is a piece of fruit. What he was bothered about is when Swerve grabbed his hand and started throwing it into Rita the ring post. Because, of course, this is his weak point and it may as well be flashing red. Then it got doubly as bad because Swerve took Cassidy and hurled him into Barry Barricade. So I am just a broken man at this point and soon Barry Barricade is going to be a broken barricade. Do you want me to do a skit on here where I go to Barry Barricade's funeral? Made myself laugh. (laughs) You don't, because it would be too weird. (laughs) Bring it down, it's 61. Somehow Orange did continue to rock and roll when he hit this crossbody from the top. But when they were fighting on Tina the Turnbuckle, they both fell to the floor. And soon after this, Swerve Strickland got up and he hit a DVD into the ring apron. Wait a minute. The ring apron? Hang on. All right, so we're on the streets of Las Vegas. I need to find out what the hardest part... Excuse me, excuse me. Hey there, yeah, listen, what's the hardest part of the wrestling ring? What? The wrestling ring, what's the hardest part? All of it? What does that mean? It, it sucks no matter what? No, no, it's the ring apron. The ring apron, because, you know, that's the hardest, what they say on commentary and stuff. But that's, no, it would probably be the post, right? No, no, no it's not the post. What, really? No, no, it's not. What do you mean, no? How do you know? I don't. Okay, it's definitely the ring post. Really? I don't know. The part covered in fat... Okay, Jesus. Then 
became DDT Central only for Cassidy to reverse a bomb of power into a Hurricane Rana. But do you know why he wasn't able to get the three count? Because again, his arm is all fuddy-duddy now, so he couldn't do a proper cover. This story is absolutely fabulous. This is when Prince Nana got bored and he started casting distraction, although he had been doing this throughout the match. But it didn't phase Orange. He hit the orange punch, he hit the beach break, and Swerve Strickland kicked out a two. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It worked for Swerve, though, because they then fought to the outside and he hit a brain buster onto the floor, which actually was fine for Orange Cassidy because oranges don't have brains. But then back in the ring, he hit the Swerve stomp. And Cassidy kicked out to again. So I was doing another jig. Nobody could believe this because it was crazy, which is where they started a most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up battle. And given that Swerve had tried to hold the tights, Orange was like, okay, well, I'm going to hold your pants. And he got the one, two, three. And I just stood up and applauded. I know we do end a lot of Orange Cassidy matches like this, but who the flub cares? It's getting it up. Also bring it down, the surprise roll-up counter, it's out of control. We even had a great aftermath to this because the moguls did run down and they started beating up Orange Cassidy. When the lights went out, when they came back in, who was stood in the middle of the ring? It was Doink the Clown and Repo Man. <laughs> Imagine it was. Be so happy, although it was equally as good, was Sting and Darby Allen. They chased everybody off, and as we did find out, we are going to do a big old tag team match, which Keith Lee is also involved in. So we'll get to that when we get to it. Seriously, great start to Dynamite. It got me all plugged in. We then had a video reminding us how great Bullet Club Gold are, when out came Brian Danielson to do some commentary. Love this guy. He's just totally, totally nuts. We also played the video that we did play at the New Japan show because we are getting Danielson versus Okada at Forbidden Door. And look, I'm so excited I glued my hands to my face when it was time for the BCC versus Chaos, which makes all the sense in the world because who's in charge of Chaos? It's damn Okada. It also meant it was Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta taking on the best friends of Rocky Gamero. And as always, these people are not capable of having bad matches. It's like they've got magic in their hands. AEW is on fire when it comes to its in-ring stories too, because once again, this is all about Wheeler Utah. As Danielson kept telling us on commentary, do you see how much better he is now? That's because when he does fail, we slap him around the face. He doesn't like it. He was totally right. You can see it now. He's a bit of a killer. Trent and Chuck just threw chairs at these fools as well. So I was like, <laughs> that's one way to do it. When Rocky Romero also thought, well, it is 2023. So he started to do some wrestling dives. Lol. The first two proper moves we saw too was a superplex and a pile driver. And then a tag klaxon went off. Ha! Ah, everybody was brawling on the outside. And I was like, how did this escalate so quickly? Chaos then did their big hug, which offended Moxley. So he started busting out cutters. And once again, Brian at the announce booth was so damn mad because these stupid amateur wrestlers had the chance to do a pin and they chose to ignore it. Moron. Chuck was then whooped for a while when he was able to make the hot tag for Trent, who beat the hell out of John Moxley, when Rocky Blind tagged himself in. And seriously, they murked the former AEW champion for a long time. I was worried he was going to go and get his fork. Castagnoli was worried about his buddy, so he started hitting Sagat uppercuts when people were flying through midair, which is also when Wheeler Yuta started kneeing people in the face. It was just go, go, go. And let's face it, it was never boring, was it? Rocky then found himself alone with Moxley, so he decided, ha ha, I'm going to put you in a submission, which was a terrible idea, because Jonathan was like, no, you're not. He applied the bulldog choke. You remember the rules of life. If somebody is strangling you, you better tap out. Otherwise, 
You're going to die. Wheels also lost his mind after this and just totally took out Trent. So once again, Danielson was like, this is the best thing ever. This match was so damn violent. But just a random thing on Dynamite. But I totally enjoyed it. Getting it up. Just to ensure we wrap this up too, we then did cut backstage to the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page, who were like, oh, the Blackpool Combat Club. You think you're so badass? Well, next week on Wednesday, we're challenging you to a six man tag. Brian Danielson agreed to this. So, what the flub is happening? Where is all this coming from? Color me excited. And then you can double such a feeling. Because we got another video confirming that, yes, given that Will Ospreay had defeated Lance Archer at the recent New Japan show, that at Forbidden Door, it is Kenny Omega versus Ospreay 2. Ooh, da lally. So, given how both of these things made me feel, which was warm and fuzzy in my tum tum, because I'm just so damn pumped, I'm going to give it an up. That's right. I'm throwing ups for match announcements now. You could get mad in the comments. Which is when we set up another massive match, which is going down next week. This was utter madness. For MGF was here and he came out and told everybody that he is so bored and he is so sick and tired of not having any competition when Adam Cole's music hit and everybody went crazy. Now Maxwell did admit after CM Punk had run away from wrestling, he had become a massive fan of Adam Cole because he had found Ring of Honor. And while he thought the promotion sucked, <laughs> and that line made me laugh, as soon as he did see this Adam, he was like, wow, this guy's really good. He also ran through Cole's career and even said you were Shawn Michaels' handpicked guy. And as soon as you had made the decision to jump to AEW, Maxwell could feel it deep down in his bones. They were destined to clash. Sadly, now the time is here, though, he thinks Adam Cole is rubbish. Because he's no longer the Panama playboy, and he's just the Panama game boy, because all he wants to do is go home and do his little Twitch gaming streams. I was like, you shouldn't insult that MGF. I watch those, and I tell you, it's an absolute delight. He also said that Coles' balls were in Brick Baker's purse. And I was like, that cannot be true, because... Hey, honey, do you have my balls? No, I don't have your balls, Adam. What are you talking about? Your testicles are attached to you, you absolute idiot. MGF then continued saying that AEW has tried desperately to try and make Adam Cole cool, but failed miserably, whereas all anyone has to do to make MGF cool is ring the bell. That's like, that's the line that Adam Cole said to carry and cross in NXT. He then basically started talking about how Vince McMahon didn't see Cole as a major star on the main roster. And while Freeman at first thought that was bonkers, now that he's looking at him, he's like, yeah, Vince was right. And you can just imagine how the crowd reacted to that. And I'm finally talking, just laughed this off. I was like, oh, surprise, surprise, you're being an internet troll again. And also, maybe you should stop being so obsessed with other people's relationships. I mean, maybe that's why your fiancé left you. Shots fired. He also called him a world-class douchebag. And given that MGF had also said, look at your crappy body, Cole was like, all right, well, why don't we go backstage and piss into a cup? to see who's natural. I can't lie, I lost it on that line. We're getting down deep. Cole also went on to say that the real problem with Maxwell is that if you go backstage, nobody respects him and they think he's a dickhead. So Ed Jeff was all like, oh man, maybe I'll go crying to my money because Keith Lee's manager doesn't like me. I was like, I am loving every second of this. Cole made sure he finished it off by saying it's typical MJF just running away from challenges. But actually, he got inside Maxwell's head. He lost his mind, as already told you. This is happening on next week's Dynamite. Now, it's not a title match. It's a contenders match. But we should have Adam Cole win and then go after the championship. 
I don't think AEW's done anything like that before. And as ever, because we went massively inside a baseball with this promo, you have a bunch of people, mostly on Twitter, going, oh, I can't believe they did this. The casuals won't understand it. And I was like, why do I care if a casual fan understands this? Oh, no. Dave down the road, who was an Attitude Era fan, didn't understand a promo. All right. That's Dave's problem. Also, this is so insulting to the so-called casual fan. They're not idiots. If they are intrigued by this and they want to know more, they can go and Google it and then be like, oh man, I understand now. I mean, sometimes it's nice to have things that are a little bit more nuanced and not just playing down to the common denominator going, oh man, this is what we're doing now. Let's just have some fun with this. So I thought it was absolutely brilliant and sure, maybe it went a little bit long, but I was absolutely hooked from start to finish. And this is the feud that I've wanted for ages. So it's another round of applause. Look at me, like a seal. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We then just had the oddest and therefore best segment after this with the Hardy Boys, Ethan Page and Brother Zay. Because we were reminded what did happen at Double or Nothing and that Matt now owns Ethan's contract. Essentially, Hardy was like, listen, Ethan, you need to be a better person. And Isaiah Casson just went, ah, and made the orgasm noises into his ear. I really hope we have more fun with this because you can see that they're having fun. Fun is the most important word in wrestling. It was also around this time that I did see a sign in the crowd saying, Simon, give me an up. I tell you, it never gets old. Bring down the counter. That goes up by one. And given that we do keep saying the word up, I give you an up. And as we are here, look at this. This is what somebody made for me recently. They gave it to me when I was in Vegas for Double or Nothing. This stuff just, well, it makes me happy. And I never get over it. And it's inspirational and it's motivational and it's humbling. So I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it into the cup. I love you. I swear everyone was just on something with this week's episode of Dynamite 2. Because up next, it was Jungle Hook taking on Drillistico and Preston Vance. And they just tried to kill each other too. I mean, it was a Texas tornado death match. And the first thing we saw was everybody fighting in the aisleway. When Jose the Assistant started to throw, like, cable cords into the ring. Because he wanted his guys to start choking people. 
How many attempted murders did we see on this show? Vance also had a chain, so I was like, where did that come from? A jungle boy who's just strangling Drolistico and trying to rip off his mask. And I will tell you this, talking about our in-ring stories, Jack Perry seemed a lot more aggressive here. You could even say he had a bit more edge, not Adam Copeland. I'm saying it once and I'm saying it twice. I think he's going to turn on Hook. Watch this space. Tables were then set up at ringside and they weren't for dinner. And even though Jungle Boy had been caught in the ropes, he got out of that with a chair and he started smacking fools. And given the hook didn't want to be outdone, he did this gnarly suplex off the apron, through the pieces of wood. I was like, that's it, I'm done. It also allowed Perry to DDT Drillistico and he would have got the damn pinfall if it wasn't for these meddling kids. Or Jose the assistant. <laughs> After he had broken up this cover, Jose decided... I'm gonna take my top off and I'm gonna start flexing. I tell you, I was just having the best time. This is when Hook snuck up behind him as well and applied the red rum, which meant Jack Perry put the snare trap onto Drillistico. And Drillistico, you absolute hero, he tapped out straight away, which makes the submission maneuver look even more devastating. And I've already told you where I think this is going the battle of the wonderful haired warriors. But I do like them as a pairing, so if they do split up, it will make me a sad panda. And when you're trying to make me a sad panda, and you do make me a sad panda, up. And then just to make sure the momentum continued, we did cut to the back. And Tony Khan gave us our main event for the first ever AEW collision. For it is going to be Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice Robinson teaming up with Samoa Joe to take on FTR and CF Punk. Because I am a massive geek. And I am a massive nerd. I was like, well, I was going to watch that show anyway. And now I am doubly going to watch it. I mean, what direction is that going to head? And because I'm in such a good mood today, I'm doing it again. I've done it once. I'm going to do it twice. Maybe I'll do it thrice. It may have just been a match announcement. I'm giving it an up. For all those people that go crazy, it's a positive Pete show. If you don't like it, there's a ton of negative Nancys out there. Go give them a kiss. When out came the two biggest heels in professional wrestling. And don't forget the third is Dominic Mysterio. I'm serious. But it was Don Callis and Dekesha, and Dekesha was taking on Demon Ace, so you knew what was going to happen here. Dekesha just wrecked this guy and beat him with the big knee in around about 72 seconds. But I tell you, I like this new Dekesha. The way he's holding himself, he comes across like a badass. I actually think it could serve him quite well. Callis then cut a promo and basically said a similar thing to what he said last week when he was like, Omega, you'd be nothing without me and you only beat Will Ospreay first time round because of Don Callis and Takesha said some stuff in Japanese. But essentially, he thinks the elite are a cancer, so he's going to rip that out of AEW and he's going to do it with the help of his family. This once again felt like a tease about more people joining. I do wonder if it's going to be Doink the Clown. Or Mantar. We have made it very clear, though, that these two are on their own and they're not affiliated with the Blackpool Combat Club. But that just makes it more intriguing. I'm very excited about this. Up. When we just got another bizarre segment, what is going on? Alex Marvel was outside Christian Cage's locker room and all we could hear from inside it was this. Like, something bad is happening in there. Christian then came out and said that he really hates Arn Anderson, given what he did do at Double or Nothing. When Luchasaurus joined him, and yes, basically, they had beaten the crap out of Brock Anderson, who is Arn Anderson's son. But it didn't sound like this at all. I mean, it kind of sounded like something kinky was going on. But hey, whatever floats your boat, and of course we are carrying on this feud, but it feels like it's going to be Christian Cage versus Arn Anderson... Watch this space. When Chris Statlander retained her TBS title, 
She is a fighting champion. Anna JAS was also her opponent, which I doubly like, because both of these two are going to be future stars. And because Daddy Magic came out with Anna, not only was he cast in distraction to the point he was just on the apron in front of the referee at one point, some of the stuff he was saying on the outside, this guy is all time. He didn't allow Jay to beat the hell out of Chris Stantlander inside the ring and outside the ring. At one point, she just landed this massive spin kick. I was like, that's kind of like Street Fighter. Eventually, Chris came back with a power slam and she did climb up Tina the Turnbuckle, but this is when Danny was just on the apron in front of the ref. And I was just losing my mind. But it did allow Anna JS to fight back and she applied the Queen Slam. Now, the only issue here is that nobody in their right mind thought that she was going to win. Chris Statlander only just beat Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship, so this would have been silly. Instead, she powered out of end. She did hit the Tombstone Piledriver to get the 1-2-3. Entire Valkyrie was watching this the entire time being like, oh, I'm so mad. Which I do kind of get, because from her point of view, she softened up Jade, and who took advantage? Chris Statlander. And this all works for me, mostly because Chris is such a good babyface and the crowd loves her, so you just get good vibes. Giving it up. We then learned that on Rampage it's going to be Britt Baker versus Sky Blue versus Mercedes Martinez versus Nyla Rose, and whoever wins that will become the brand new number one contender for the AEW women's title. We then cut to Tony and Nyla Rose, and they were like, oh man, it doesn't matter who wins this because Tony Storm is the greatest champion ever, but they were wearing green. So I was like, they couldn't come here and do this video right now because of the green screen. They would be invisible. Which is when we got to our main event. It was Ricky Starks versus Jay White, two more of my favorites, and I totally loved it. It all made sense as well. It wasn't two plus two equals potato, because as soon as they saw each other, they did start to fight, which is what you would do if you hated someone. Like if I come across the person who made me bald, I don't go up to them and give them a hug. I absolutely kiss their ass kick their ass. I don't kiss their ass. I kick their ass because they did this to me. It was absolutely wild because they kept throwing each other into the floor. At one point, Jay White raked Ricky's eyes because he is the best. When the chops started, which means it sounded like this. Ha! Didn't need to do it. White then wanted the Blade Runner, but Ricky was able to turn that into a DDT. But then when he went for the Rochambeau, White was able to hit a Uranagi instead. Because I'm weird, I sat there in my chair and went wrestling tennis. There was a really great reversal off a of spear too when White just smashed Ricky right in the face with a knee. But that kind of woke Starks up. Because he hit another spear and he did get the Rochambeau. <laughs> but when Jay White was coming down, he kind of touched the referee a little bit who just went flah went flying to the floor. And that really made me chuckle. It's just the most wrestling thing ever. I also forgot about it instantly because we went sports entertainment here. And after teasing for ages that maybe, just maybe, more people were going to join Bullet Club Gold, do you know who ran to the ring? It was the guns. They hit the 310 to humor on Ricky Starks. And my word, Austin got crazy air on that when they ran off. I was like, how did I not picture this before? One of the things I need in my life is Juice Robinson, Ricky Starks, and the Gun Club cutting promos. I mean, it's going to be totally insane. It also allowed Jay to hit the Blade Runner as a magically the referee was okay, and he got the one, two, three. And also there is narrative trends to this, because who hated each other a few weeks ago? It was FTR and the Guns. And who hates each other right now? It's Bullet Club Gold an FTR. Mostly I just love the fact that these four have come together and I like that we did give Jay White the win. Also, he's going to be in that massive AEW collision main event. There's some people out there going, Tony Khan hasn't used Jay White very well. Yeah, he's totally jobbed out. Great main event. Up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Dynamite and this was just such a fun show. I mean, they packed so much in, but I think mostly 
I am just so pumped up for all the matches that are not only coming at Forbidden Door, but we're getting next week. I mean, it's the Young Bucks and Page versus the Blackpool Combat Club, and we're getting a women's title match, and we're getting Adam Cole versus MJF. We ain't in Toto anymore, Kansas. Up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Dynamite. There is an ups and downs on the screen, so give it a click so you can continue my journey with me. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And it is Simon from What Culture, the master of the ups and downs. I watch wrestling so you don't have to. I'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.